Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Good morning. Sunday morning, May the 3rd. Praise God. Um, pray that you're doing well, that God is continuing to bless you and to prosper you in all your doings and, and that you are healthy and safe and strong and clothed in your right mind. Praise God. Um, also pray today, too, that um, you are following the advice of the centurion, praise God, amen. The vice of the centurion. Yeah, you remember when uh, the centurion told Jesus uh, when Jesus wanted to come to his house, he said, you don't have to come to my house. He said, speak the word only and my servant will be healed. And Jesus marveled at his faith, praise God. And so praying today, amen, that um, you're speaking the word only and you're seeing marvelous things done in your life uh, according to the word of God that you're speaking. Amen. Amen. Um, today, um, I have a word today that um, I think some will find basic. Um, and then others, I believe, will be blessed by it. For some, it's a review, I think. Um, something that you've heard before and perhaps studied before. Um, but how many of you know that um, uh, things that we've heard before we have to make sure we keep them. In fact, the writer of Hebrews says that we should uh, have or give more earnest heed to the word that we've heard, lest at any time we should let it slip. So, you know, many times the word that we need the most is not some new word that you haven't heard before. It's a word that you've heard, but perhaps it's slipping away uh, from you. So for those who, for this is something that is familiar to you, uh, I'll be like Peter and bring it to your remembrance, praise God, so that it won't slip. And for those who um, are coming at this for the first time, uh, pray that it'll be a blessing not only to you, but to all of us, praise God. So today um, we're going to find ourselves um, by the Spirit of God in Philippians chapter 2. Philippians, the second chapter. Amen. Sitting here on this cloudy Sunday. Amen. In New Jersey. I pray it's sunny where you are, but at least the weather is warming up. Praise God. But Philippians chapter 2, and we're going to read from verse 5 down to verse number 11. And I'm reading from the King James Version, and it says this. It says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven, and things in earth, and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Amen. 
Let's pray today. Father, we bless your holy name and yes, we come Father. before you today with thanksgiving in our hearts. Thankful for another day. Thankful this, to be in the land of the living where we will see your goodness on today. Father, in Jesus' name, we just pray right now that you will fill our hearts with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. In the name of Jesus, just bless us, O oh God, to be filled, O oh God, with all the things that you have for us today. Open our eyes, God, cause us to see. Bless our ears to hear, our hearts to receive. Let our hands be quick to go to the work and our feet quick to walk in your paths. And Father, we thank you right now that we are being transformed by the renewing of our mind. We believe, oh God, that as a result of you speaking unto us now from heaven, that we shall be changed. And for that, we give you the praise. Now, Father God, uh, just use me for your glory. Yes, Word Father. my mouth, oh God. And Father God, may uh, I decrease that you might increase that all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise will be given unto you. And we give it to you now. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> amen. So we just read... Praise God. Uh, we just read second, um, the second chapter of Philippians, verses 5 through 11. And uh, our title today, if you keep such things, amen, is the name above every name. Amen. The name above every name. And we know, amen, as born-again believers, what that name is. That's the name of Jesus. And we just read what, for me, and I think for a lot of people, is a great passage of Scripture. Amen. Um, not only is it powerful, all the Word of God is powerful, but it also is poetic in the way that it reads in the King James Version. At least it is to my ear. Praise God. Um, and here we, we, we learn... God bless you, that, that God has given, God the Father has given Jesus Christ a name that is above every name. And, you know, as we started reading the scripture, it talks about Jesus who was in the form of God. He was God. He was like God. Um, but it says he was in the form of God, but he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He didn't think it was something that his his position was something to hold on to because God had a mission for him. God wanted and needed him to go to the earth to die for sinful man so that those who accepted him and believe in him can be reconciled to the Father. And Jesus didn't hold on to his position. He didn't cling to it. But instead, the word says, he made himself of no reputation, right? Um, he took upon him the form of a servant. Uh, he was made in the likeness of man. And being found in fashion of a man, he then humbled himself and became obedient unto death. And we know that um, even when he was praying in Gethsemane, uh, he prayed that this cup, if it be possible, be taken from him. But then he said, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. And that's true humility. Humility is doing the will of the Father. Humility is not acting modest. Humility is not letting someone have the bigger piece of cake. Humility is not letting someone go in front of you in the line or saying, oh, shucks, and stuff like that. That's, that, that may be some element of 
worldly humility, but godly humility comes down to this. Not my will, but your will be done. That's what humility is. And Jesus humbled himself. And he said, not my will, your will be done. And he went to the cross and he died for you and for me. And it says then that because he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross, wherefore, or therefore, God has also highly exalted him. Jesus is not exalted, he's highly exalted, and, have, and has given him a name which is above every name. And then it says that at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, things in heaven, things in earth, things under the earth. That means that angels, men, and demons must bow to Jesus. Amen. Angels, men, and demons all bow to the name of Jesus. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the, to the glory of God the Father. And see, one of the things we have to understand and, and um, is this, is that God has invested or poured so much into the name of Jesus. He's poured uh, honor, he's poured salvation, he's poured deliverance and healing and prosperity and, and, and f liberty, freedom, uh, power, strength, peace, love, joy, all of this, right? It, part of the salvation that's in Jesus, all of this is poured into the name of Jesus. God has invested so much into that name and made Jesus's name the name above every other name. He poured so much into it because of what Jesus did by going to the cross. And, and, and Jesus's name has, glory to God, Jesus's name has all the authority and the power and the honor and the glory that Jesus the person has, right? And so when we talk about the name above every name, I think one of the things that if we're honest, like, you know, we pray and how we've been taught to pray. You know, we, we, we say our prayers, we ask for protection, we ask for provision, we ask for healing. And then as we come to the end, what do we do? In Jesus name, amen. And, and if we're honest, that has become nothing more than a phrase that signals we're coming to the end of our prayer. We, we say it. We just say it. In Jesus' name, amen. What does that mean? In Jesus' name. See, I don't think we're not saying it in the way in which God intended Jesus' name to be received. He highly exalted Jesus and gave him a name. That's above everything and said everything in heaven, in earth, and under the earth. Again, angels, men, and demons have to bow to the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Is that how we're using the name when we close our prayer? As if what we just prayed for has to bow down to the majestic name of Jesus? If we're honest, the answer is no. It's just a signal that we've come to the end of our prayer. That's not what God has intended, amen? And so we have to allow the name of Jesus to mean to us all that God intended to, 
exploit to me when he poured so much into that name. Amen. Again, he poured salvation, deliverance, prosperity, healing, power, miracles, peace, and all of that. He poured into the name of Jesus. And when we use that name, we need to, it needs to mean to us all that God intended it to mean. Amen. Amen. So let's, let's do a couple of things. Um, let's, let's turn to the gospel of John and go to John 14. We were talking about praying and let's go to John 14 and look at verse number 12. Amen. John 12, uh, John 14, verse 12. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do, shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Now, Jesus said that we would do greater works than him. And he said, because I go unto the Father. And then he said, and. So the reason why we would do greater works than he did is because he's going to the Father. And whatever we ask in his name, he would do it. So he said the combination of those two things, me going away and you asking anything in my name is going to lead you He's talking to his disciples to do greater works than I did. Now, okay, right here we can say, okay, wait a minute. This is not exactly what that means, right? Whatsoever you ask in my name, I will do it. Well, it doesn't mean what we think it means. <laughs> and sometimes we get caught up on that. But what does Jesus mean when he said it? Amen. Now, Jesus said, if you ask something in my name, so we know right away, and we've talked about this so many times before, when it comes to God and you're going to ask God, you're going to ask Jesus for something, it has to be consistent with his person and his character and his will, right? It has to be consistent with that. Um, but Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, that I will do it. But it has to be a along a certain line. Now, here, here's something to consider with this asking, with this asking. Because I think if we understood and get a better appreciation as God teaches us uh, about this name above every name, we will do less asking and more decreeing. We will do less asking and more demanding. Um, you know, the Bible says that, that we will decree a thing and it will be established. Uh, you see, because we're kings and priests. And see, kings, royalty, decree things. Kings don't go around asking for stuff. Mm. Kings decree things. And we are part of a royal priesthood. Royalty means kingship, right? We're, we're a generation of kings and priests. And so we're supposed to be decreeing stuff. But too many of us are going around asking. And even worse than that, too many of us are going around begging God for stuff. And in, in many ways, this asking here is more like a decree or a... A demand, even. Um, a demand. Now, not a demand of God. A demand in a way of, like, writing a check. You know, um, 
back in the day, I haven't been in the bank in a while and, and, and wrote a check and go to a teller to get them to cash it. I know a lot of us now do mobile banking and all the rest of that, so we don't do a lot of that stuff. But I still believe some of that goes on today, right? Mm -hmm. Where you can write a check and on your account and you can give it to the teller and the teller will complete the transaction if you have the money in the bank. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. I could tell you as a lawyer that 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 legal transaction is actually a demand. Mm -hmm. That's what the law views it as. In fact, the law calls a check a demand instrument. It's a demand instrument. And so when you and I write a check and we give it to the cashier, we're making a demand for payment. Mm -hmm. Now, we're not demanding it like, give me my money right now. No, the legal significance of the transaction is that it is a demand for payment. But watch this. Certain things have to be in order. First of all, it has to be your account, right? Second of all, you have to have money in your account to back up what you're asking for. So if you have $1,000 in the bank and you write out a check for $200, you present that to the teller, you've made a legal demand for payment that they must honor. Glory to God. They must honor. And you know, when, it, when, it, when that teller takes your check and starts punching in numbers in the computer, you know what she's doing? You know what he's doing? Making sure that he or she is authorized mm -hmm. to give you what you're demanding, to give you the amount that you have on your check. If you don't have enough money in the bank to cover your check, now you can demand all you want. The teller's going to tell you, I'm not authorized to honor this check. That's what it is when we look at this whatsoever you ask in my name. Mm -hmm. It's a demand being made, not, not like you're demanding God and I'm demanding God. God forbid, we can't do that. But, but, but just like you're not demanding the teller when you write your check, what you're doing is you're pointing to what you have in your account and saying, based on what I have in my account, give me this. Well, our account is the name of Jesus. And in Jesus is salvation and deliverance and, and all those things that we talk about. And now when you come looking for peace and joy and, 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 and contentment and, and, and healing and those types of things that are already in your account, then when you ask for that, you're making a demand for something that is due unto you. Amen. And so that's what Jesus is talking about. When you ask for the things that are due unto you, according to my name and what is in his name, all the things that God put into his name. Right. Mm. So when you ask for salvation and joy and, and, and healing, when you ask for those things, those things are in his name. When you ask for that, you've made a lawful demand for something to which you're due. But that's why, for example, you can't start asking for someone to fail. Hmm. That's, not, that's not part of what's in your account. Heaven's not going to back that up. They're not going to authorize payment on that demand. Amen. Right? You, you can't ask for your neighbor's wife or your neighbor's car or your competitor's business.
because that's not what's in the name of Jesus. Those types of things aren't in his name. You can't ask God that he, in Jesus' name, that he teach somebody else a lesson. That kind of stuff is not in his name. Love is in his name. Compassion is in his name. Forgiveness and forbearance is in his name. You can ask, you can make demand for that. And Jesus said, you do that, heaven will back you up. Why? Because that kind of request is in my name. Amen. And so when we when we talk about asking in the name of Jesus, first of all, let's let's get out of this this notion of like, you know, we're begging and things, but realizing we're making a legal transaction in a sense, right? The same way when you write the check, you're making a demand for payment. You're not jumping up and down and acting like you're a big king of the hill because you just know something. This is my account. Mm -hmm. I have a right to this money that's in my account. I'm writing a check to get something out. It's a simple transaction for you, isn't it? Same thing here. You don't got to go through some histrionics and bang on the table and act like you're demanding heaven to do something for you. You act like you know. <laughs> Glory to God. You act like you know that certain things in Jesus' name is, is yours and now you're making a request or withdrawal. Praise God. Amen. And so Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, I'll do it. Now let's go to John chapter 15. Could we see this again? Because see, in Jesus name, when Jesus said in my name, he said, you'll get answers. Amen. John 15. Just going to look at this real quickly. John 15 and 16. He said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Mm -hmm. Amen. But again, the asking is based upon the person, character, and will of Jesus. Amen. And it's also about what's in his name, right? God has poured so much into his name. Glory to God. Let's look one more place. Amen. And, and, uh, John 16, verse 23 and 24. Jesus says in verse 23, And in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Hitherto ye have asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive that your joy may be full. So Jesus said, listen, when you ask in my name, you'll get you'll get answers. Amen. Mm -hmm. But but the asking and the demanding is based on what is in his name. Now, think about this for a second. Glory to God. In the Old Testament, there are so many names for God the Father, right? You know, um, Jehovah Jireh, right? My provider, Jehovah Rapha, my healer, Jehovah Nisi, my banner, right? Uh, so many names, Jehovah Tiskanu, my righteousness. There's so many names for, for God. Uh, El Roy, the God who sees me. Uh, El Shaddai, the mighty God. I mean, God has a lot of names, amen. Elohim, the creator God. There are so many names for God. And yet, we just read in Philippians where it says that Jesus' name is above every name. Hmm. And see, the reason why you say, well, he said, what happened to God's great names, all those names? I'll tell you what happened to those names. All those names got filtered into the name of Jesus. So everything that God was, the God who sees me, as Hagar said, El Roy, the God who sees me, Jehovah Jireh, as, as Abraham learned uh, uh, that God was, amen, uh, the Jehovah Rapha, 
All of those great names of God are in the name of Jesus. See, Jesus said, I and my father are one. And see, that's why when we talk about the name of Jesus, we need to know what's in there. Mm -hmm. Everything we need of God and of Jesus Christ is in his name. God, God saw to it when he invested and poured so much into the name of Jesus. Amen. And so when we ask, let's ask understanding what's in that name. Amen. Now, um, we know in, in Matthew, we're not going to have to, we won't turn there, but in Matthew 18, Jesus said, if two or three are gathered together in my name, what? There I'll be in the midst. So not only do we have these demands that we can make on the things that are in the name of Jesus, um, but we also know that if we come together in his name, he's present with us. Mm -hmm. Amen. And here's the wonderful thing. He said of two or three, don't need two or three thousand. You don't need to have some big auditorium filled with people in order for Jesus to be there. Right. Jesus said, if you just come in my name, mm -hmm. um, he didn't notice. He didn't say if you, if, if two or three are gathered, right, you can come to church, but if you don't come to church in the name of Jesus, now, how do we come in the name of Jesus? Again, what's in his name? Think about what's in his name. Let me ask you this. Is, is anger in his name? No. Then don't come to church mad. Because if you do, you ain't coming to church in the name of Jesus. Is, 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 is unforgiveness in, in, in his name? No. So then don't come to church with unforgiveness because you're not coming to church in his name. You see? So come in his name, but you got to say what's in his name. Right? And when you realize, again, all those things that we talk about God poured into it, that's how you come. That's how you come when you ask. That's how you come when you gather together. Now, one last thing I want to look in John chapter 14, and then I want to jump over to the book of Acts. In John 14, verse 26, Jesus said, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. And so, in the name of Jesus, we just looked at a couple of verses, right? We see that we can ask or make demands uh, for those things that are part of his name. Um, we know that when two or three are gathered together in his name, he said I, he promised that he'd be there. And then we see that we have the Holy Ghost who was sent in his name. Mm -hmm. And see, this is why this in his name shouldn't just be a tagline at the end of our prayer. Mm -hmm. Right? In his name. In the name of Jesus. Amen. His name is more powerful than that. And let, let me tell you something. And, and them folk in the book of Acts understood that, especially those who were opposing Jesus. Let's, let's go to the book of Acts. And let's go to, um, where should we go? Uh, chapter 3. Let's go to the book of Acts, chapter 3. And by the way, you know, um, it's not just about prayer. And that's why we were touching on these other scriptures, because a lot of times we talk about praying in Jesus' name. And we saw that we can ask and make our demands in Jesus' name. But his presence, um, the Holy Ghost in his name. But, you know, Paul told the church at Coloss that whatsoever we do in word and deed, we should do it in the name of the Lord Jesus. Right. So whatever we do, 
uh, with our mouths, whatever we say, whatever we do with our hands, it should be done in his name, which means it's done with a consistency with his person, his character, and his will. Amen. Uh, but now we're in uh, uh, Acts chapter 3. Let's look at that. Beginning at verse 1. Peter and John went up together in the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man, lame from his mother's womb, was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. So he was begging for money. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. And he, the man, gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none. In other words, silver and gold I don't have for you. I don't think Peter's saying he was broke. He's saying, I don't have anything for you. I ain't got any money for you. He said, Silver and gold have I none. But watch this. But such as I have, I give unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And they knew that it was he that sat at arms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at that which had happened to him. But notice what Peter said. Peter said, this man is there and he's begging. He's looking for money. You got any change? You got any spare change? And Peter said, homie, I don't have any money for you. He said, but such as I have, I give unto you. Mm -hmm. And you know what he had? The name of Jesus. He said, the only thing I can give to you is what I got. I got the name of Jesus. And in that name, get up. Mm -hmm. Right? And, and, and that was the thing. Peter, Peter understood something. That the name wasn't just some tagline. It wasn't something that when he was praying in the temple, he would say at the end of his prayer. It was something he had. Amen. And it not only was something that he had, it was something that he could give to somebody else who had some need. Come on, somebody. Because he, he, he understood something. Because in that name, there's power to get you up off the ground and standing up on your own two feet. Glory to God. And he said, I got that for you. And such as I have, I'll give that to you. Now, I got to tell you something. It's kind of interesting here because we, we go, oh man, look at that. And that man got up and walked. Well, did he get up and walk? Not really. Because when Peter told him, he said, listen, in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Then it said, and he took him by the right hand. So it's almost like Peter had to yank him up because the man didn't get up mm -hmm. on his own. And how many know people are like that? You can give them the name of Jesus, but they won't take it really. <laughs> Amen. But some, listen, Peter is saying, this is what I have. It was not just a name. It was a name that could change that man's life. And how many of you know that it did? Let's keep reading. So the lame man got healed, right? Let's look at verse 11. So the lame man was healed and he's holding on to Peter and John in verse 11. And all the people ran together unto them in the porch that is called Solomon's, greatly wondering. And when Peter saw it, he said to them, You men of Israel, why marvel you at, at this? Or why look ye so earnestly on us, as though by our own power or holiness we made this man to walk? See, Peter knew. Don't get it twisted. 
we didn't do this. Mm -hmm. Amen. Don't look at us with all amazement because we didn't do this. The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son Jesus, whom ye delivered up and denied in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you. They wanted Barabbas, remember, instead of Jesus. And killed the Prince of Life, whom God has raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. And this is the important part. He says, in his name, talking about Jesus' name, through faith in his name, had made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So it's not just the name. It's faith in the name. And this is where the rubber starts to meet the road for, for all of us. Because if someone say to you right now, right, do you pray in the name of Jesus? Yes. But then it's this. But do you have faith in the name? Mm -hmm. See, because it's not just the name. It's faith in the name. It's not just throwing the name around, sprinkling the name of Jesus on some stuff, like you're sprinkling salt or sugar and think somehow that makes a difference. It's not the name. It's faith in the name. Right? Um, in the book of Acts chapter 19, and please, I, I encourage you to go there later on today if, 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 if the Lord so leads you. In, in the book of Acts chapter 19, the sons of Sceva tried just using the name of Jesus. Because they saw Paul doing all kinds of they, you know, doing all kinds of things in the name of Jesus. So they saw this man that had a demon and they said, we adjure thee by the name of Jesus. Get out of that man. And the demon said, Jesus we know, Paul we know, but who are you? Mm -hmm. And they chased those sons of Sceva down the street. See, you just can't have the name. It's about, it's, it's the name, but what Peter said here, it's faith in the name. And, and, and that's the thing. We got to have faith in the name. And so when we're praying in the name of Jesus, we need to be releasing some faith in the name. The faith in the salvation that's in that name, in the deliverance that's in that name, in, in the peace that's in that name. Whatever it is that you need that God has poured into that name, you got to have faith in that name for that. So so it's not just using it and covering it and 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 saying it and singing it and, and all those things. It's having faith in the name. Amen. Let's go on. Uh, because in Acts chapter 4, Peter and John, because of all this, right, they were they were arrested. Amen. Um, they were arrested. Um, and it says that um, that the Sadducees came upon them and they were grieved at Peter and John because they had taught the people through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. That's in verse number two. And they threw him in jail. And then it says um, in verse five, it came to pass on, on the next day that the rulers, the elders, and the scribes and, 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 and Ananias, the high priest, and Caiaphas, and John, and Alexander, and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. And, and verse 7 says, And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, By what power or by what name have you done this? You see the question they asked them? Mm -hmm. They wanted to know what name. Because see, back then, more so than today, 
folk understood there was authority in the name. Amen. That there was authority in the name. And so they wanted to know, by what name have you done this? And Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, You rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to this impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him does this man stand before you whole. So Peter said, you want to know whose name? We did it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Peter keeps talking. He said, this is the stone which is set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. That's Psalm 118 and 22. The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. Verse 12. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Amen. You see how Peter, he keeps coming back to the name, right? The man asking for, 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 for money. I don't have any money for you, bro. But such as I have, I give unto you. I give you the name of Jesus. Now get up and walk. Why? Because there's healing in the name. There's wholeness in the name of Jesus. You receive it. Get up and walk. And then the people are looking up. Oh, Peter and John, look what you did. Then he said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't look at us. It wasn't us. It was the name of Jesus and faith in the name that made that man get up. Peter keeps coming back to the name, right? He gets arrested. They say, by what name are you doing it? He said, by the name of Jesus. Amen. And then he goes on and said, it's the only name under heaven whereby men must be saved. Let's keep reading. So verse 13, now they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men and they marveled and took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. But when they had commanded them to go outside of the council, they told them, go ahead, we're going to think about what we're going to do with you guys. They conferred among themselves, saying, what shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But that it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. You see what they wanted to do? They wanted Peter to stop using the name of Jesus. Yeah. Hmm? And they called him, verse 18, and they called him and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amen. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, you judge that. For we cannot but speak the things we have seen and heard. And then they threatened them. They let them go, finding nothing that they should punish them. Uh, and they, they had to let them on their way. But you see what was happening here. Amen. Peter is, is he, he has taken the name of Jesus. And he's like, he, he told that man, listen, rise up in the name. Faith in the name gets you, gets you healed. How'd you do this? It was in the name of Jesus. And here's Peter, a leader in the early church. And watch this. Those who were opposed to the operation of God were telling Peter, don't teach in the name of Jesus. Why? Because they knew something. There's power in that name. Because they said, we see what happened here. And what's happened here, we can't deny it. 
And he just told us he did it in the name of Jesus. So know what we got to do? We got to stop him from teaching in that name. We got to stop him from using that name. And I'm telling you, the devil's been on that same mission and is on that mission today. He doesn't want us using the name the way he's fine with us going in Jesus name. Amen. He's fine with us doing that, sprinkling it on stuff. You know what I mean? But no understanding of the power that's in the name. He's mm -hmm. fine with that. But if you start going around like, Peter, such as I have, I get unto, give unto you in the name of Jesus. Money coming to my account now. Healing coming to my body now. Mm -hmm. Coronavirus, get out of the earth now. You start doing that. Now the devil going, no, 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 no. We got to stop him from using the name. The same way they were trying to get Peter and John to stop using the name. Now, they didn't stop using the name. How many of you know? And they kept going around. And if we go into to Acts chapter 5, um, miracles were happening all over the place. Amen. Um, uh, people were getting healed by the thousands. Uh, in fact, if you go to uh, Acts chapter 5, verse 15, it says that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at the least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. Mm. There came also a multitude out of the cities round about unto Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them which were vexed with unclean spirits and they were healed every one. Then it says the high priest rose up and they were mad. They were filled with indignation and they laid their hands on the apostles and they put them in prison. But what happened here was that they put him in prison, put him under the guard, and God let them out of prison and told him, now go preach. And so the next day, when the leaders came, the religious leaders came back, they said, okay, go fetch those apostles out of the prison. They went to get them, and they weren't there because mm -hmm. they, were, they were teaching and preaching the people. And so in verse 27 of, of, of Acts chapter 5, it says, and when they had brought them, because they said, go get them from teaching and preaching. They set them before the council and the high priest asked them. Watch what the high priest says, saying, did we not straightly command you that ye should not teach in this name? You see the focus? Man, They did, uh, you could do whatever you want, but don't teach in the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Glory to God. And then we talk about now, we say it all the time, oh, they took, they took God out of the schools and all the rest of it. Yeah, this, what? Right? they don't want Jesus in Christmas, don't want Jesus in anything, right? Remove his name. Why? Because it's the name above every name. There's power in that name, right? And, and, they're, and the devil's working overtime to keep us from using the name. Didn't we tell you not to teach in the name? And behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and, and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. And then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. Amen. And, and then Peter continued to talk to them about all the things that they had done. And if we jump down uh, to verse uh, uh, number 40, because... Gamaliel came to them and said, listen, there have been other people who had people following them. And he mentioned a guy named Judas who had four, 400 men following him, but then when he died, they scattered. Then he mentioned a man, Judas of Galilee, who had a whole bunch of men following him, but when he died, they scattered. He said, listen, he said, if this is of men, 
then it's gonna it's not gonna come to anything. So don't worry about it. He said, but if it's of God, then you need to just you need to realize you're fighting against God Himself, right? And so that's what he says in verse thirty nine. And then in verse forty, they agreed with him, and then they called the apostles back in, and they beat them. And what did they do? They commanded them they should not speak in the name of Jesus, and they let him go. And the disciples went home rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. What's the point? The point is that you look at this and you can see from the very beginning as Satan was operating through the religious leaders to try to put a halt to the growth of the church. What was the focus? Stop using the name of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Amen. Stop using the name. And what did Peter say he had? Peter didn't have a mega church. Peter didn't have the internet. Peter didn't have social media. Peter didn't have secretaries. Peter didn't have armor bearers. But such as he had, he went around operating in it. And what did he have? He had the name of Jesus. Amen. The name above every name. So listen, we're going to end with, but let, let's go back to um, the Gospels. Let's go to the Gospel of Mark for a second and see something there. Praise God. Amen. Praise the name of Jesus. He's our rock. He's our fortress. He's our deliverer. In him will we trust. So what about this name? What's it mean for you and me today? Amen. Let's look at Mark chapter 13, verse 34. Mark 13 and 34. It says, For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey who left his house and gave authority to his servants. So you see that Jesus is the Son of Man. Amen. And Jesus said the Son of Man is like a man who has taken a far journey, left his house, and gave authority to his servants. See, that's what's happened here, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus, the Son of Man, has taken a far journey. Amen. He's ascended into heaven. He's left his house, which is the church, and he's given authority to his servants, which is us. Amen. And what's that authority? His name. Mm -hmm. Amen. His name. And so that's what we have. That's authority. And do we use his name in an authoritative way? God forbid we use it in this little flimsy, casual, closing out a prayer way type of thing. And listen, I'm not trying to listen. End your prayers in the name of Jesus. That's fine. But just do it knowing that you have, you're doing it in authority, not just in some superficial way is the point, right? This is not about, you know, whether you should close or not. It's about how we use the name. Amen. And so here we are the servants to whom Jesus has given us authority. And so we go to Mark 16 and we see that Jesus says this. He says, uh, in Mark 16, um, chapter chapter 16, verse 17, he says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out demons. In my name they shall speak with new tongues, take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. And this is the thing. He said that these things happen not... He said these signs shall follow them who have been saved for 35 years. You don't say that. These things, signs shall follow them that are in the leadership of the church. He doesn't say that. He just simply said, these signs shall follow them that do what? That 
believe. Again, because what? It's the name and it's what? Faith in the name that gets it done. I think a lot of us have had the name. We have to ask an honest question of ourselves. Have we had faith in the name? Faith in the name, meaning faith in everything that's in the name. And remember all the things that God has poured into that name. Amen. There's a reason why it's a name above every name. There's so much goodness and grace and majesty and honor and power poured into the name. Do we operate in faith in the name? Right? Because he says here, in my name, they shall do this. But these signs are going to follow those who believe or who have faith in the name. As Peter, as Peter said, amen. Uh, in Matthew, he said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Ghost. He didn't say names. He said in the name of. Why? Because it all comes down to the name of Jesus. Amen. Uh, but we have to have faith in the name. The last thing we're going to do, uh, look at is Romans chapter 4. Because this is the part, I think, where, you know, we have to understand. You know, sometimes, you know, a Bible study or a teaching or a word of encouragement is really good, but the only good that it'll do us is if we're able to put it into action, right? To hear something that our mind can agree with is not God's goal, amen? He doesn't want our mental assent. He wants, he wants it to get into our spirit and for us now to walk it out. Because that's the only way change will come. So um, as we close with this, um, I want to talk about a few things that will help us now take the things that God has spoken unto us today and begin now to utilize them in a purposeful way. In other words, you know, we're not just saying, oh, I'm going to start doing that. No, you'll know exactly what to do, how to do it, when to do it, and then you'll see change come in your life. Amen. Um, so that faith in the name, we're going to come back to that, that faith in the name, because that's the point. We know there's power in the name of Jesus. We know there's a name above every name. It's the name above every name, right? Heaven, earth, things under the earth have to bow to the name. Uh, but as Peter said, it's the name and faith in the name. So let's look at in Romans. We're in Romans, right? Romans chapter 4. And this is talking about Abraham. Um, and let's go to verse uh, 16. It says, Therefore it is our faith that it might be by grace. To the end, the promise might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. He's the father of the faith. And as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations before whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were. And this is about Abraham now. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that what he had promised, he was able also to perform. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. And the focus here is on verse number 20, that Abraham was strong in faith. And that's where we have to get to with this, right? That 
because it says earlier he wasn't weak in the faith. Here it tells us that he was strong in the faith. Amen. And that's where we have to get to. We have to get to a place where we're strong in faith. And when it comes to, as Peter said, it's not just the name, but faith in the name. That faith in the name can't be a weak faith, right? Verse 19 told us that, that Abraham was not weak in faith, but he was strong in the faith. Verse 20 tells us. And so we have to get to the point where we have the name of Jesus and we have faith in the name of Jesus. And it's a strong faith. It's not a weak faith. It's not a up and down faith. It's not a here today, gone tomorrow faith. It's a rock solid, consistent faith every single day. Right. And how do we get there? Well, we know from Romans 10 and 17, right? Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So some of the things that God has shared with us today Keep hearing it. How are you going to keep hearing it? Keep reading it. Meditate on it. Let the Holy Spirit speak more and more unto you. But be determined to get into it, right? You know, look at those scriptures in Acts. Uh, meditate on Philippians and some of the other scriptures that we talked about today. Because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But we said it before, we'll say it again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But faith doesn't come to stay. It comes to be released. And the way we release it is in faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And not just any old faith. We want to have the faith of Abraham, who's the father of the faith. Strong faith. Amen. We want to have that strong faith in the name of Jesus. Praise God. So listen, amen. Uh, it's the name above every name. Amen. The name of Jesus. He's our rock and our fortress. But listen. Um, we want to uh, have the victory, amen, and, and, and Satan's so busy and he's so determined to try to strip us of the victory in the way he's, he's, he's got so many tricks and schemes and devices, but one of the things he's used uh, from the very beginning, we saw it in the book of Acts, is this, don't use the name of Jesus. Um, you tell Satan he's a liar, amen. Uh, the devil is a liar. I'm going to be like Peter and those in the early church. And if I don't have anything else, I got the name of Jesus. Amen. And I got strong faith in that name. And I'll see the deliverance and the miracles and the provision and all the things that are in that name. I can make a legal demand for them. And heaven will back me up. Amen. Let's pray today. Father, we thank you right yes, now. Father. Glory to God. We thank you for the name of Jesus. Yes. You have given him a name that is above every name, that at his name, every knee shall bow, things heaven and earth and under the earth. And Father, we just bless you and we praise you for that blessed name of Jesus. Father, we pray now that you will give us even deeper revelation, yes, O oh God, into the word that you shared with us today. We pray now, God, in the name of Jesus Christ, that you will fill our hearts with wisdom, that you will give us enlightenment and revelation, O oh God. Yes, and Father right. God, that we will walk with a blessed assurance, O oh God, knowing, God, that we have power of attorney in the name of Jesus Christ, that we have access to salvation and deliverance and blessings and favor of God through the name of our Savior. And Father God, just help us, oh God, to develop faith in the name, strong faith, that God, that we can see miracles, signs, and wonders yes, following us 
as proof that we believe. Father, we thank you and we bless you for it right now in the great name of Jesus. Father God, look over us now for the rest of this day. Continue to bless us, oh God, with your, with your presence. Yes, and continue, Father. God, to teach us your more excellent way. And most of all, God, we pray that you will be glorified and highly exalted in our lives. And because, Father, we love you and we cherish you, oh God, in all the things that you are, all the things that you're doing, and all the things that you shall do. Yes. Father, we love you and we give you all glory and honor for it all. In Jesus' great name, amen. 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 Well, praise God. Enjoy your Sunday. Amen. Enjoy your Sunday and uh, continue walking with God. Amen. Mm -hmm. Praise God.